Check out their current inventory, StenbergSupplyMN.com. This is the Morning Sports Desk for Wednesday, July 27th. It's a Wednesday, Corey. Uh, welcome to welcome to Wednesday. Feels good, doesn't it? It's a very welcoming Wednesday. Yes, I got a uh, big round of golf today. Big round of golf. Big yeah. round of golf today. My dad's making the trip, so I'm gonna. I've been um, mostly really bad this summer. Same. Um, worse, arguably worse than I've ever been. <laughs> <laughs> in my entire life. Uh, two of my last three rounds of golf, I have shot quite literally the worst two scores I've ever shot in my entire life. So, so that's how this is going. So you got that going for you. I do have this which going Which is nice. Uh, so it's going to be time to uh, buck up a little bit today with with old dad in town. It's not competitive. It's mostly about... I was going to say, are you try- Are you like playing him because you want to feel, feel better? Like if you have somebody... Oh, Plagans, or is it going to be a double thing when he when he beats you and then you just feel worse? I've only beaten him once. Well, that doesn't bode well. And it was last summer after, I don't know, I was on like week three of maybe playing like twice a week. Mm-hmm. Just I had a stretch there where I was just playing uh, enough. And he was playing for the first time for the summer. And, you know, I, I got him by like three strokes. <laughs> Anytime you started to get on a roll, close. you just motion the beverage cart over there and tried to get him a couple cold ones or something. No, actually, usually no drinking on the golf course for, for the old Tackmans, but it was, um, uh, we'll have to see. It's going to be time to hunker down a little bit. It's not competitive, but I don't like to, I don't like to stink. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, ideally, if I could not be bad, I would, I would like to do that. Yeah. I also should just practice more, and I kind of refuse to do that. So you know, the best practice sometimes is just playing. That's what they tell me, but it's also not ever worked for my golf game because <laughs> I've never really ever practiced. I've only pretty much ever played. Hey, do, quick question: Do you think the Twins bullpen has ever practiced? It's hard to argue that they have. I mean, like this is the Twins. I, I put this out on social media last night. I'm going to reiterate it again. Is this uh, last night's game was a microcosm of what the twin season has basically devolved into, which is, hey, most nights your lineup can put like five to seven runs a game on the board. Yep. And your pitching staff will refuse to let them win the game. Yep. And that's, I mean, Dylan Bundy. Gets a Byron, Byron Buxton hit an absolute moonshot to lead off the game. I looked it up, 449 feet. Absolutely destroyed a baseball. Uh, and you first of all waste that because then in the next inning you give up four runs. And then the twins are like, Hey, we'll chip away at this. It's 4-3. Bundy's like, nah, nah, nah. I'm going to give up a straightaway. I'm going to give a home run to straightaway center field. Uh, I think it was center field. Either way, it's like, I'm just going to give up a bomb. It's 5-3. Then Gio Urshela is like, no, 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 we got you pitching staff. I'm going to hit a three-run home run. We're up 6-5 to five now. And then, of course, Joe Smith. The Twins, by the way, only free agent signing for the bullpen, 38-year-old Joe Smith, who throws a whopping 90-mile-an-hour fastball. Yeah. 
gave up a home run. It's 6-6. I'll be honest with you, I never even really heard of the guy. Yeah, I mean, it's hard. I mean, really? A guy like Joe Smith doesn't stick out to you? No, I think he, um, he's the one who lost all the draft picks for the Timberwolves, right? Yeah, I think so. I think he's the one. <laughs> the point is, uh, I, the Twins pitching, I mean, the, the pitch, the starting rotation is one thing. The bullpen has been really bad. But, like, shouldn't we have saw this coming? With what do the, you mean? We with did. the bullpen? With the bullpen? It's been bad all year. That's, we've, this is not should we have. We've been saying this for ni- almost a hundred games now. When you're, I mean, when the Twins only bullpen additions were Emilio Pagan, who, by the way, you remember when he's pitched? When's the last time he's pitched in a game? And pitched in a game that's meant anything? I'll tell but, you the last time he's pitched in a game and performed well. 2007. Bump, bump, bum, bum, bum. <laughs> uh, not good. Uh, not good. And I'm not one to just always dog on the Twins. I've been pretty positive on them throughout most of the season. But I'm going to be honest. Yesterday's game was the straw that broke the camel's back. If they don't make any, I'm not saying they got to trade for like the best starting pitcher on the market or it's dead. Uh, but the Twins, if they don't make some significant changes to this pitching staff within the next week, I mean, this isn't a playoff. This isn't a playoff caliber bullpen, first of all. But second of all, the starting rotation outside of Joe Ryan and Sonny Gray is not good. So, uh, all right, I'm glad you I'm I'm glad you brought this part of it up because there's some interesting, like if if you just to kind of like set up the season, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Ryan. Good, Sonny Gray, good. Both of them have been like kind of exactly what we wanted them to be, right? Mm-hmm. So here's the interesting thing, just kind of a blanket starting rotation. I don't necessarily mean the twins, but just if you could get this out of your starting rotation, every team, um, every team would want this because you'd be a playoff team and a darn good one every single year. Yeah. If your ace can be. 18 and 17 and 5, let's say, right? If your ace can be 12 games over 500 with their record, and if your number two can be like 14 and 11, right? Now you're 15 games over 500. And then if your number three guy can be right around 500, Give or take, and your and your number four guy is maybe a game or two under five hundred, and your and like if if you can get that out of your starting pitching, you are going to go to the playoffs as like ten to fifteen games over five hundred every single year. Yeah, it's a ninety plus win ball club. As long as that happens, and your bullpen gets you a few wins out of the whole ordeal as well, right? Yeah. The problem is with this Twins team is that Joe Ryan and Sonny Gray have been exactly what we want, and no one else has been anything close to good enough. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's the old adage of you want your pitchers to get a quality start, which is get six innings and give up three runs or less. I think for the most part this season, Joe Ryan and Sonny Gray have fit that bill, Uh and the Twins, to a lesser extent, try and do that with... uh, uh, Chris Archer, who's pitching this afternoon, yep. Dylan Bundy, like the five and fly kind of like just get us five innings, get through the order twice, and 
Like, we're done. Like, we're not going to overuse you, and that's fine. But the problem is, is they didn't address the bullpen enough to meet that need of, if you're not going to rely as much on your starting pitching, not just in April and May, which was originally thought, but, like, that's your philosophy throughout the entire season, you need to make sure you have more bullpen arms that can come in and pitch games. I mean, you saw it with the Twins yesterday. I mean, Griffin Jacks and Duran have been the only good relievers out of this pen, and... Once you get past that, Tyler Duffy's been shaky, just gave up the lead yesterday. He's the one who got the loss yesterday. Emilio Pagan hasn't been relegated to any meaningful uh, appearances in the last three weeks. I think it's just the Twins have built... It's not a bad idea if that's how you want to build your starting rotation of after the sixth inning, like we don't want our starters to be in the game. If that's how you're going to build it, you needed to do more to address the bullpen, and they just didn't. And now they have a chance to do that at the trade deadline, but the Twins have the 19th ranked farm system, and out of the contenders like St. Louis, the Yankees, uh, Tampa Bay, there's just a whole bunch of other teams that have deeper prospect pools that are going to be able to trade for some of these higher-end starting pitching. I, the Twins are kind of backed into a corner here. So that's a, um, that's a lot. You kind of touched on a lot there. Um, one thing I will say is um, in the moments where Dylan Bundy has been good, he's like been shockingly awesome. Yeah, but days like yesterday are, uh, you know, they're slaps across the face a little bit. Like, oh, that's right, you're this guy. Like every once in a while, he pitches five shutout innings, and you're like, oh, this guy was once a top prospect with Baltimore, a top right. draft pick. Like, oh, I see it. And then all of a sudden, and then all of a sudden, he'll give up three home runs in five innings, and you go, oh, that's why he's on his third team in three years. All right, so let me ask you a question. I believe. Six days away from the tra- trade deadline? Yeah, I think it's August 2nd, August 3rd. So, is all of this just nervous energy from you? Or, or uh, is it like just finally a buildup of, of April, May, June, July, four months of frustration? Because it would seem like, because they usually do something by the trade deadline, or, or is this a glass half empty? Like, oh great, we're going to go get another... Sergio Romo. Sergio Romo type who's not, who's gonna contribute, but whatever. Cause the Twins are still pretty much winning games. They are, and the thing, Cleveland and Chicago won last night, so they both picked up a game. But, three of four out of the All-Star break, right? Uh, or three, two of three. Two of three. Two of three. If they win today, it'd be three of four. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing though. I, the way the Twins pitching staff has been over the last three weeks, I think it's this nervous energy of this pitching staff is starting to fall apart. I know there's some people you say could come back from injury like Bailey Ober, Jorge Alcala, Kenta Maeda, but there's no timetable when any of those three are going to return and pitch in your rotation and or bullpen. You need to go get somebody. And if the Twins don't make a meaningful, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to go get the number one guy on the market. That's not what I'm saying. If you don't get a meaningful guy that can contribute to this team, I like I'm, I don't know how confident I am that they're going to win the division because I think this pitching staff is going to, it's kind of like the Vikings in 2016 when that offensive line, like you had a nice start, but that one part of your team was so bad, it kind of weighed down the rest of the ball club. I think the twins are at risk of doing that. If they don't make anything, I think they should prioritize a starter more than a bullpen arm for the sake of they're going to pitch more innings 
and your rotation also isn't great. And playoff rotations typically have three good starters. So if you get one good starter, you pair it with Ryan and Gray, that, that can win you a playoff series. But, and then focus on getting more bullpen arms. But I mean, I think they, they're at risk of losing this division if they don't get some help because they need some pitching help in the worst way. They can't rely on Tyler Duffy to pitch the ninth inning in a tie game. One thing I do feel um, kind of good about is um, we've been saying that since April 7th. We've been saying this about this Twins team for all year long. Like, they're good. They're winning games. It kind of feels like they're winning games in spite of themselves sometimes. But you have to acknowledge that there's a few red flags. Hello? Yeah. (laughs) We're staring at them right now. These have been the red flags all season long, and that's what happens with red. They're, they're not, they're red flags because they're, it's like an actual true warning system that's out there, right? Yeah. The wolf is on the front steps. Um, meet the wolf. We're dealing with it right now. All right. So. Let's move on. Let's talk Vikings, because is today the first day of training camp? It sure is. First full squad this afternoon, as a matter of fact. Squad. All right. Uh, so what is, uh, I guess, in this training camp, just briefly, Corey, what are your expectations for kind of the first couple weeks? It's a new head coach, a new system. Kind of we don't know what the vibe is going to be like with this team. What are, what are you looking to see in reports, and just what are you kind of looking to hear from the kind of the first couple weeks of training camp? Um, you're going to hate this answer. All right. Literally, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Like, I just don't want it to be, like, sour like it was with Zimmer. It was, in retrospect now, you know, I've, I've got my whatever the opposite of rose-colored glasses are uh, for Mike Zimmer. But... um you have your hindsight glasses. Um, things were just sour and and like anxious to start every. It was just clear he didn't like his quarterback. He didn't like his team well enough. He was just a sour apple. There's no other way to put it. It especially became true those last couple of years. Um, I, other than that, like. I'm not smart enough to be able to be like, wow, look at that dime and know if it's a good throw or not. Or like, if I hear, when I hear any reports of, of, look at this guy who is looking to surprise the team this year, I'm like, looking to surprise the team is the number five defensive end? I don't care about that guy. Yeah. Really. So, um, what I, if there's an actual storyline that I want more than anything, I guess I want Daniil Hunter to stay healthy. And Harrison Smith to stay healthy, and Kirk Cousins to stay healthy, and Delvin Cook and Justin Jefferson, like all of that. I just want them to stay healthy. So in short, you want a boring training camp. I want October to get here and things to really start clicking. Yeah, I think that's a fair thing. I think I'd share that same vein. I want training camp to be boring. So that's not exactly something you want to get when you're trying to get enthusiasm for the season, but a boring training camp is fine with me. Get everybody in, get everybody out, and have everybody stay healthy. Some people love appetizers. Mm-hmm. Some people go out to dinner and they're like, let's get the mozzarella sticks, let's get some stuffed mushrooms, let's get some deep-fried pickles, whatever, and then they order like 
you know, they order like chicken strips or something. Yeah. And I would like, I'm going to skip that because I want the filet mignon. I want, and I want garlic mashed potatoes and some asparagus and a good whiskey. That's what I want. I don't I want, want the fil- full meal. I want a full meal of Vikings this year. That's what I want. And we got to get a different Gallerhorn. That thing stinks. <laughs> it kind of it's got a, it's, a, it's got its own charm. It builds character, I think. <laughs> Sounds like an eighth grader playing a French horn. I mean, maybe. <laughs> On that note, we'll call her good. See ya. This has been the morning sports desk for Wednesday, July twenty seventh. With Black Friday savings at the Home Depot, you'll find top brand kitchen appliances with innovative features that can do more so your holidays can be more. Ovens with built-in air fryers for baking the perfect cookies. Dishwashers with smart tech to clean everything from bakeware to festive mugs and high-capacity refrigerators to keep leftovers fresh. Shop Black Friday savings and get up to 30% off, plus instantly save up to $750 on select GE kitchen packages at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Offer valid November 2nd through November 30th. U.S. only. See store or online for details.